Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 5, Chapter 53. Philip helps a disciple wonderfully at his death. During that year, there was a young man among Philip's sons called Gabriele Tana, who came from Modena. He lived very respectably in the household of Cardinal Giovanni Poliziani. He went to confession twice a week and received the saving Eucharist regularly. When he was settled into this way of life, he fell ill and could not be relieved by any skill of doctors or medicines. When he was settled into this way of life, he fell ill and could not be relieved by any skill of doctors or medicines. He began to feel his last hour approaching and was terrified, as most men are, fearing death and longing for life. He said to those who were attending him, let what God wants happen to me. I resign myself to his will. I commit myself totally to him. All the same, since the flesh wars against the spirit, I really would like to recover my health and live longer upon this earth. When Philip asked him about his health, he replied, I am glad to be hopeful of recovering from this present illness. Philip, aware of the assaults of the devil and being aware through divine revelation that he was going to die, first asked him to entrust himself to Philip, come what may, and then requested the bystanders to pray for him. Then he began to pray himself, and with such a fervor of spirit that when he returned to the dying man after finishing his prayer, he found that his mind had changed, so that he was now saying, like St. Paul, I long to be dissolved and to be with Christ. While he was saying this with real sincerity, he caught sight of Philip and turned his face towards him. Pray, Father, he cried, that I may be fit to enter paradise as soon as may be. I have begun to loathe my life. Life is tedious to me because I wish to be with God. Then he suddenly looked towards the bystanders and said, give me that picture of the most holy crucifix, pass it to me, the one which my friend Julio used when he was alive. He took it and at once dissolved into tears of sweetness. From time to time, he exhorted those around him to serve God with their whole heart and set aside all the frivolities of this world. Then he would burst out with words like these, believe me, this present life is a burden to me. I would rather die so that I can contemplate God forever. And saying that, he turned to Philip. Until this day, I have been begging you, Father, to pray that God would restore me to health. But now I entreat you by your prayers. Set me free from the prison of this body. Let me go. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, choicest of priests, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you are a little bit suspicious of the rapid turnaround of Gabriele Tana in tonight's reading, you are right to be so. Over the next few nights, we're going to hear of a saga. The saga of Gabriele's final hours, his final few days. And it's a wonderful example of the various tactics the devil will use on a man as he gets close to death. If you remember back to the spiritual combat, the reading of that book, it ends with four chapters on the tactics the devil uses at the end of our lives. And those four tactics are verified in a way in the story we're going to hear about in, in Gabriele Tana. Tonight is sort of the first act in the drama in which Philip simply asks him to entrust himself to Philip's prayers. Gabriele, remember, is only 18. He is a very religious man. He goes to confession twice a week. He receives the Eucharist regularly. He works for a cardinal. He's sort of, I mean, at that time, uh, the cardinals were some of the wealthiest people around. And so he had a, a kind of career set for him, a career in the church, a career in politics. And suddenly he falls ill. And he's not just one of those worldly guys that Philip was trying to convert. He was already a fairly religious person. And at 18, he didn't want to die. But he claims, I resign myself to his will. His prayers are on one level very impressive. But St. Philip would often say, do not trust the devotion of a young man. We have to let his wings spread out a bit and see what kind of flight he makes. And the analogy of a bird, the little young bird, it looks like it's going to be very promising, looks like it's going to be a very, we have to see once it leaves the nest what will happen. And so St. Philip didn't generally put a lot of trust in the, in the fervor of young men. And he especially didn't like it when people talk too much about themselves, saying what I'm going to do, what I did, what I will do. He thought there was a little bit of presumption in that. And so we should be hearing a little bit in tonight's reading of a little bit of a warning sign that Gabrielle is a little bit too presumptuous. He's presumptuous before Philip starts praying for him, but then a great change happens and it is a real grace. Gabrielli suddenly has a change of heart. He went from not wanting to die to being willing to die. But instead of quietly speaking to St. Philip about that, he makes a big display. He makes and tries to tell everyone 
what they should do. And St. Philip was often warning young men, don't set yourself up as the guide for other people. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that with a little bit of spirituality, you can guide and direct others. And Gabriele was not going to recover. Philip knew that by divine revelation. But the beautiful thing about Gabriele is that he did entrust himself to St. Philip. And even with all his imperfections, even with his presumption, even with his lack of experience, even with his kind of charming zeal that's lacking a little bit of knowledge, his end is going to be good. And so let us consider entrusting ourselves more and more to St. Philip Neri. If you've been hanging on to this podcast, this night prayer group, so far you've been through 53 nights of St. Philip Neri. We're, we're about a quarter of the way there with this book. So there's more to come. But if you've gone this far, you might seriously consider taking him more and more into your life, asking him to be more and more of your spiritual father, printing off a picture of him, finding a picture of him, sending up an image of him in your room, and beginning each day to talk to him, and to ask his prayers. And especially ask him, Philip, help me get better control of my tongue. Help me not to be presumptuous. And if I have a big decision to make, St. Philip, help me make the right one. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.